0: Welcome to the Warrior Mama podcast, as we learn how to apply God's Word to our lives in motherhood, finding in big and small ways that the truth of the gospel applies not just to our lives as moms, but also to our children's lives, so that as we stand anchored in Him, we mother confidently with our hearts at rest. I'm so glad you're joining me today at the kitchen table. Welcome back to the kitchen table. This week, I am really excited to bring a conversation with a friend to you. Her name is Carrie Eichberger, and she has written a book called Win Over Worry Conquer What Shakes You and Soar with the One Who Overcomes. And Carrie, I first of all just want to say welcome. Welcome to the kitchen table with me today. I'm excited mm-hmm. to talk to you about this book. And I'm glad you're here.
1: Thank you. It is really, really my, my honor to have this conversation with you, Bethany. Well, I know that you have written this book of a worry, and we're going to talk about that
0: really quickly. But for all of the people listening, tell us a little bit about who you are. Now
1: you're, tell, me, tell me a little bit about yeah. your life. I mean. Well, okay. Yeah. No, I live right outside of Louisville, Kentucky with my husband and our five kids. Life is full. We are in, have our hands in everything. I feel like our kids are involved in sports. We're running carpool. And, you know, so that's sort of like, gosh, there's just so much that happens in a day here. And, and I, some people wonder, how do I even have time to write? But that is my, I feel like God called me to minister in this way. I never would have thought I've been a writer just because my English teacher probably would laugh that I'm, that I'm writing books now, but I just really felt like God used so many, I had so many trials and learnings in my life and felt like I wanted to use those to help other people that struggled, you know, women, especially. And I just want to give God all the glory for what I've come through and what I've learned. And so, you know, this book especially is near and dear to my heart and we'll talk more about that, but So my life looks like taking care of my kiddos and being a wife and writing as much as I can when I can, and just trying to, you know, do my best to use my gifts to serve God for his glory. I love that.
0: I think that's all we're called to do, isn't it? I mean, you know, we love to, (laughs) I think sometimes when people go, tell me about yourself and you're like, well, (laughs) you know, I would laugh at that, that meme. Well, I mean, I, I showered like, (laughs) like, what's special about me? And yet, God says that He delights in all of us exactly where He's put us and calls us in that place to shine for Him. And so I think it's yeah. absolutely perfect what you're saying. Yeah. But I want to talk about this book because I think okay. for, so. You're a mom of five, and I'm a mom of eight. Yes. Yeah. And everybody oh, wow. who listens pretty much to this show, listens as from this mom perspective. And yeah. this entire book, oh my goodness, <laughs> talking about worry is mm. I think going to be so pivotal of a book for mm-hmm. the moms listening, because I would say that every single mother struggles with this concept of worry. Now, yeah. some of us may call yeah. it something different. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know if, if you know, like I yeah. for years didn't want to call it worry because I no. knew that I wasn't supposed to worry. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm concerned.
1: Yes. That's the word. <laughs>
0: But tell me a little bit about what you see as worry and how are you talking about it in this book?
1: Oh, gosh, you know, you hit the nail on the head. We don't want to call it worry, do we? And there is so much, so much of our thinking is worry and we don't even realize it. It doesn't sound very pretty to say I'm a worrier. And, you know, we can call it lots of other things. And um, like you said, concern. In fact, writing this book, it's funny. I have to catch myself saying that word because I'm like, it's just such a common word. We, we used not even realize it. We'll say, oh, I'm worried about, it, I'm worried about. It. And it's like, no, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. <laughs> but yeah, so worry for me is something that I... It really, I also didn't want to call it that. I think that's the way the enemy works. He doesn't really want us to realize that we're worrying. As If we can call it, we call it worry or worse fear, then we might stop it. And so I think that that's kind of the sneaky way the enemy works sometimes with us and doesn't want us to think that we're worrying and allowing us to do it more and more. And the more we worry, which is really sort of like misplacing our trust that belongs with God, putting it in our our own unreliable self. And so I think so much of us, like you said, we call it concern. It's rumination. It's just, it's negative thinking. It's just so present. And I think that if we're, it takes a, a lot of humility to understand and realize that a lot of our thoughts are concern, it, consumed with worry. And I think it was really highlighted for me, and it, especially in times of life, you know, when, we, when the world is seeing some some, some tension, some tough times. And it's real, it's much more a couple, you know, during COVID, I remember seeing a lot, everybody was very much more aware of their worry, but I was realizing this has been there for a while. It's just more apparent right now. But mm-hmm. for me, it was something I did not, I wouldn't have, I said, it didn't think I would ever be a writer. And I definitely wouldn't have thought I would have written a book about worry because that was such a part of my life. I, I realized because I started having panic attacks when I was in high school and then escalated in college, mm-hmm. but that became very apparent to me that there was worry present and it was it was it had gotten worse. The more worry is present and we don't address it, it can really escalate to just full-blown fear. And that was it really in all worry, there's underlying fear un- about underneath it, but it became so apparent to me that that was something I really struggled with And I didn't do a really good job of, I guess, attacking it, let's say, the right way, until I really began a deeper journey of faith. And that was something that didn't happen until, you know, really post-college. But I think that when people, the reason I wrote about worry is because someone once told me, you know, if you can, if you're one step ahead of somebody, you can help them. And I thought, I have made a lot of progress here. And believe it or not, when I asked, I did a poll with my audience at the time asking what types of things they struggled with. And I threw worry out there as something I was hoping they wouldn't say that was that was what they wanted. But it was it was the number one thing that these women said they struggled with. And so I thought, OK, you know, God, I think that we, we've made some progress. I have learned some things. I've, I've got a ways to go. But so I started doing some digging into my life and really understanding where this all started and where it came from and what sort of things I was walking through and learning to overcome that. So that in a nutshell was just the beginning of me really realizing, understanding how worry had sort of crept into my life and the, the progress I had made and what the truth of that progress was.
0: <laughs> well, and I think for me, I mean, I, I love that because I think that for me, I did not want to name what I was doing as worry because, almost because I was, I don't know, I felt like I was like, well, those things are right things for a mom to be concerned with. Like, I should be thinking about these things. Right. I should be concerned with you know, fill in the blank. You know, if, if my child is sleeping well at night, you know, when they're newborns right. and, And yet, like my husband and I have this conversation. He's like, Bethany, it's just stinking thinking. like It's just stinking thinking is what you're doing. You're not not moving towards any kind of a solution. You're just kind of sitting right there in that worry, that concern, that fear. And what you said about the fact that underlying fear is, Mm -hmm. I mean, underlying worry is fear was Mm -hmm. really true for me. Um, Yeah. I would couch my words as, well, I really want them to blank, you know, so it's like, I'm just concerned about their safety, or I'm just concerned about this. But what is under that, It for me, was this beginning to understand, oh my goodness, actually, I'm afraid that God doesn't have it, and He isn't controlling it well. And so I need to be in control here. I need to make
1: sure— that this all goes well. <laughs> yes. And I think that's, that's probably one thing I should really mention. It's not just the worry itself that we're feeling those feelings. It's what we do with it. It's the way that we act as a result. It's the way we avoid life. It's the way that we anxiously live, the way that we try to control things. And that's the big piece. Like we try to take God's role in life and try to take control where he is ultimately in control. And so that's the biggest thing. It's like, I can feel these feelings, but what do I do with them? Mm -hmm. And that was where we get, that's where we get in trouble. It's what we do with it. It's that, okay, I have these feelings and, and this is where, you know, I talk about in my book when, when, when we're young and we experience difficulties in life and we don't really have these healthy coping strategies, we don't know what to do with our struggles and our concerns. And so we just sort of like take this, we take the driver's seat and we just go forward in life with our will over God's will. And it, it then escalates and sort of creates, we learn to worry more and more as we take control when it's not ours to begin with. And like you said, as a mom, we do, we spend our days sometimes when we have these concerns for our children, it's when we, act kind of crazy and we we keep them from everything and we keep ourselves from everything and we just want to you know we we keep ourselves from living out the life that God really wants us to to live which includes a little risk sometimes.
0: Yeah it does. Well I love that you set up in your book. You kind of I mean in, in my head you kind of set up this pathway yeah. of how you are to like look at what's going on in your mind. And the first thing that you say is that you say you need to understand it. Like you need to understand worry. You need to recognize, oh, yeah, I'm part of the group who worries. I would probably say every woman here is probably part of the group who worries. So we can jump ahead from that part of the path. (laughs) But then you say that, you know, you need to unravel it. And you Mm -hmm. have to identify your worry. How did you, like, I loved that word unravel. Because for me, worry does kind of feel like this tangled ball of yarn. Like if I pull too hard in this direction, I'm only adding more things I need to be concerned about to it. So tell me, like, Mm -hmm. is that, is that, I mean, is that accurate? Is that, was that your heartbeat? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel so many times we feel like, what's the point of, you know, digging up what feels like yuck and what's wrong why why do we need to like you know unravel something that's we just know it's not good like i'd rather just not think about it but the problem is like again that's where i think the enemy wants to trick us and doesn't want you to understand if you unravel it you're going to find fear there and that's those are lies those are all lies of the enemy and if we can realize that every worry that we have is is not based in truth then we can do some damage and you know. We can really do against the enemy, right? So, right. I think that, that it's so important because, well, for two reasons. For one, for that to realize what it really is—the alive enemy—and also we can't really fix something we don't know even exists. So sometimes I think we don't understand what we're really worried about, and we say we're worried about one thing at the surface when, again, there's not only a larger worry or a fear. There's, a, in my book, I identify two root fears that pretty much everything can hmm. can be traced back to, and When we can identify that, that's when we can really uproot it and then bring it to light and do something about it and really attack it with the sword of the spirit, with God's word. And that is when the enemy flees. And that's when we are able to really gain some ground against this worry and fear and then unleash so many things in our life. So it's just, it gets me excited because if you can really understand that, then there's just so much possible for your life. Oh, I I love it because it is, it is a battle. I mean, it isn't,
0: Mm -hmm. this isn't casual in all truthfulness. Mm -hmm. It's not. I mean, I know in in my journey with walking with the Lord and beginning to go, why am I bound up? It is because I'm absolutely believing lies that the enemy has fed me and Mm -hmm. I'm not aware of the lie. See, he's so crafty. Mm -hmm. And we (laughs) often, my husband likes to say That we treat the enemy like a gnat. So we live in South Georgia and we have gnats. I don't think anybody, I don't think it really translates anywhere else, but (laughs) we have gnats. It's terrible. And it just, it's it's just like little annoying bug and just kind of flies around. doesn't do anything. So you just, when you live in South Georgia, you kind of learn to live with them. Like my kids don't even, I don't even think they notice the gnats. But we'll we'll treat the enemy like he's just a Mm -hmm. gnat. Like, ugh just whatever, and poof, try and blow him away. And when in fact, he is absolutely against you and warring Mm -hmm. to destroy you. And so when we refuse to like actually engage here and go, this is a battle. And I've got to understand from God's perspective what the truth is and what I'm believing. Mm -hmm. That for me, that was so enlightening to me when I began to go, wait a minute, this is a big deal.
1: Yes, yes, yes. It lit, it lit a fire in me. I used the word bamboozled in my book, and it's something that I was telling my husband about this feeling and this. What I was describing to you, and he used that word. I'm like, yes, that's what the enemy does, and that makes me angry. Like that should light a fire and make us say, no, no more. I'm not. You know, you're right. I love the gnat analogy. It's like gnats are annoying, but this is bigger than that. You know. So when we realize what's really going on here then it, it it sometimes lights that fire to do something about it, which then opens up the floodgates of, of God's glory. That's
0: right. And you say in your book that as we begin to, you know, uproot and uncover the enemy, that then we begin, we need to begin to lift it in prayer. Like we need to understand that we aren't the ones who right. ultimately, it's not like you and I can just decide tomorrow. Well, I'm just not going to worry anymore. I'm mm-hmm, just not going to worry. Mm-hmm. Right. Because oftentimes not even when we, Say, well, I'm not going to, you know, when we decide, oh, yeah, it's almost then that there's almost like an onloading, or for me, I shall say, personally, mm-hmm. for me, then there is an onloading of those. Now there's 14 yes. more things I should be concerned about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. And understanding, no, this is something we go to the Lord in prayer and then we let Him do it. Right. And that,
1: yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there, you know, there, well, there are times that it can be as simple as, okay, this is the enemy and just like, you know, away with it, but it's not always that easy because the enemy is, I mean, God is more powerful, but the enemy is powerful and he wants to break us down. So there's so many things that we can do. And I, prayer is a huge piece. And one thing I, I sort of talk about a little bit, and I, I, I did my own digging. I'm a prayer and I pray every day and I pray throughout the day. And one thing I I was convicted about is in the Bible, it says to pray without ceasing. And we hear that. And so we understand the importance. But when you think about what that really saying is like, that's saying nonstop and like, do any of us really pray nonstop? Well, no. So, and if you do, I I would love to see, (laughs) I'd love to see what that looks like, but but a point here you know, that I learned is we can always do more and there's so much more that we can give to God. And when we do that, when we lift these things up, sometimes it's just exposing it to the light that really it loses its power. And that's biblical also, but I think there's so much more. I know that when I pray, I immediately have more of a sense of peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, immediately. And so But, you know, then of course I can say amen and get up and next thing you know, something hits me in the face and I feel that anxiety, you know, wave all over again. But if we could remain in in prayer, knowing that that peace just just comes over us when we pray, how much more peace we could have, which equals less worry, if we could pray more and give more of it to God, because I don't think it's natural to always do that. To in, every, in every moment. And sometimes the big things, it's it's easier. I think in, in the small things that are constantly nagging at us, it's hard to remember to give those things to God to stop where we are. I mean, when I'm in my home and I have all my kids in the room with me and I feel like it doesn't feel natural just to stop, close my eyes and pray. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's yeah. that's what I have to do or I walk away or whatever. But I think that if we can be aware of what it does for us, what prayer does and how we feel. And then just let's do more of that. And again, that all sounds so simple, but I think you're right. There's so much power in lifting it up to God in surrender, acknowledging that he's the one in control and that he has the power to give us peace in those moments.
0: When I, when I was really, and I still do, I mean, just full confession, my flesh my natural response is going to be that so this is the place where god has been working with me and growing me and showing me himself more and more over the last 10 or 15 years of my own motherhood and that verse philippian in philippians 4 6 and 7 i've i've known it i mean i came i've i've known it since childhood i think i have it like i have it actually memorized inside of a song version But, you know, it Mm -hmm. says, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. And the Lord kind of, you know, we've been, the Lord and I have been working through that verse over the last 10 or 15 years. But -hmm. when you just said about peace, when we pray in God's peace, we experience God's peace. Mm Mm-hmm. I had to really even dig out that verb in that verse and understand that when it says, in the peace of God, will guard your heart and your mind. And I think Mm -hmm. Paul is pretty, I think his choice of language there, because the Lord inspired it, I mean, but is so interesting because he Mm -hmm. takes that word guard there and it is a military term, which means. Like a full bastion or battalion of soldiers and camping around a garrison, like a fort. So, you and mm-hmm. I are in that fort, and there's this huge guardianship of your heart and your mind. Like, that's what God is trying to help us understand. Yeah. That's what He offers. Yeah. But it's hard. It's, it's hard in that moment because mm-hmm. I can pray. I can say, Lord, I trust you to guard my heart and my mind. And the very next minute, I'm still thinking about it. Yep. I know that, that, you know, I might be just ridiculously weak in it, but I know that in what one of the things I loved about what you wrote in your book is that when you release control and you unleash that armor that God has given us, Mm -hmm. it then begins to unleash peace. And that Mm -hmm. unleashes your joy and your purpose and Mm -hmm. ultimately your identity. Yes. And God begins to slowly, I think, and I imagine you would agree, walks us into this space. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, and that would, you know, people ask me, well, I tell people when they're reading my book and I'm asking them where they are, and you know, they'll say they're really you know halfway They're like, oh, this the last part's my favorite, like get to the end. Because, you know, I really talk about this unleashing, and that's where you know, you do this this hard work, which is just writing the truths of God on your heart and mm. practicing that over and over with consistency. There's so many things that we that I talk about, but then what happens? The joy that is unleashed in your life that you've been missing. I mean, we are missing when we're Living and worry and in fear, there's a lack of peace. There's so much joy we're missing. We we miss out on purpose because a lot of times what happens is when we're worried and when we're fearful, we struggle to walk in obedience to what God has called us to. It's like I said, sometimes it's a little scary and risky the things He asks us to do. But if we avoid all the things and we're not walking in our calling and being obedient, we're missing out on as so much purpose He has for us in store. And 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 then. And then it's just embracing that identity. I think we we all we are we are God's children, and we know that. But once we really release this fear, and we're walking in the goodness of of, of God and and His and the fruits of the Spirit, and we solidify that understanding of who we are as His child, we we kind of start to sense that we are protected and we're taken care of, and and no matter what, we are loved, and that just allows us to walk differently through life. And that's what makes me excited. And when we can really grasp that and hold on to who we are as his, you know, as a, a daughter of the king.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's
1: just yeah. so much that that just regardless of where he takes us, if yeah. you can just really wrap your arms around that, there's just so much freedom. Oh my goodness. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think and and I you know, unleashing that, allowing us to not to recognize that we aren't going to be bound anymore. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. you know, and it mm-hmm. is a ongoing move. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, the enemy going to always be there to you know try to knock us off course. But I think it's the more that we embrace God's word and believe these truths. There's something I highlight a lot in the book, and it's the, it's two things. If we can understand how much we are loved, God's love is unconditional love for us and his power, his sovereignty. If we can understand those two things, how loved we are and how much he is in control. We have Mm -hmm. nothing to worry about. I mean, literally, I know it sounds it's easier said than done, but if we can, the more we can understand that and we understand that by learning his word more and just again, writing those words on our hearts, consistently feeding our lives, those words of his every single day and living in that. And it, what do we have to worry about and fear? And and, and again, it's going to still be there, but it just, it really does make a difference. You know, it it just, it just does.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he loves us so much. And the understanding that he is in control really should calm our hearts, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. Um, and allow us to rest, experience
1: Mm -hmm. his rest. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it does when we can focus on it, doesn't it? You know, when we're really focused on like having this conversation about it right now, like, oh, it's always that reminder that yes, he's in control. All this other stuff doesn't matter. And I just feel calm saying it out loud and having these discussions about how good God is, how much he loves me and that he has everything in his hands and his good hands. And it's, a, it is such a good word. That is such a good mm-hmm. word.
0: Oh I'm so glad to have talked with you today about this book. Where can where can everybody who's listening
1: where can they find you and where can they find this book? Well, you can find my book on Amazon or other online retailers. And I am on Instagram quite a bit. I'm on Facebook too. You can go on the website, com. But yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone. And, and it was so great having this conversation. I, I, like I said, it really does fuel and energize me talking about these truths and gives me some rest. I know. This has been very encouraging and
0: I can't wait to share your book. In our show notes, we will have easy links for anyone to grab the book, to go and get the book and also to connect with Carrie. I want to encourage you to her her words over on Instagram. That's where I normally see you. Your your words over there are very encouraging and always on point and, and just a real light to moms as they're doing their day and trying to navigate all the stuff with a heart and a mindset on God. I appreciate you. I appreciate this book. Y'all, this book is going to be really formative, I think, for a lot of women. Thank Thank you, Carrie. I
1: appreciate that. Thank
0: you so much. As always, you can reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram as well. So I guess Carrie and I both hang out over there. And yes, thank you so much for joining us today at the table. Thanks for listening this week to the Warrior Mama podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support other warrior mamas, I'll tell you that one of the best ways that you can do is you can just share this podcast with your friends. You know, sometimes we love to talk about the things we like the most for our face, for our life, for our kids. Can I tell you that it would be a great blessing to begin to share with other moms the things that God is teaching you and the ways that He is growing you in Him. Our prayer over here at the Warrior Mama Podcast is that this podcast is something that does that for you in your life. So feel free to share it with your friends, post about it on social media, and of course, leave a rating and a review. I love seeing